4: Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, who is the ghostly guest that one listener sees and hears on their property? And what do they want?
0: Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your Real Ghost Story now at 855-853-4802. Or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online.
4: That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. You can also write in your ghost stories. RealGhostStoriesOnline.com is the website to do just that. And if you like the show, we ask, hey, please, uh, please help us out and support it. Become an extra podcast person, as we call them, or EPPs. Get a bonus episode of the show every single week, exclusively made for EPPs. You also get all of our shows in advance, uh, months before they're released to the public, uh, all commercial free. You get our archive that is literally the world's largest ar- audio archive of ghost stories in history. We have created that, it is the largest audio archive of ghost stories ever on this planet. You can have access to it. It's only five bucks a month. You sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. And uh, you get access to all of those hours and hours and days and weeks and months and years of content. Binge away on it. And uh, five bucks a month to get all of that. And our ebook and our audiobook. We'll give you that too. Basically, you can just be completely surrounded by us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you'll never get bored. Uh, it's uh, Tony and Harper on today's episode of the show. How are you this fine day? Good. I uh, Carol and me determined that the other day that the amount of uh, hours of content that we have of all the years of doing this show, there's a lot of people who do. Ghost podcasts, but they're usually like a once a week deal or things of that nature. And some are very good.
2: We are 24 seven, but
4: we have more in terms of volume um, and quality on in my opinion. But we have um, just so many hours of it. I don't think any I don't think it's, it's existed before. There's plenty of folks that have done shows before us, Art Bell and things of that nature uh, and kind of created this idea of talking about paranormal things. I'm not taking credit for that, but. No one has done this many hours on ghosts, so that's kind of a neat thing.
2: We finally broke the record, and I feel like my mic is too low.
4: So you got to sit up a little bit there.
2: I am sit sitting on your up. knees. Okay. <laughs> then
4: you'll or, or get a get a magazine as my. You don't even know what a magazine is.
2: <laughs> yes, I do know what a magazine yeah. is.
4: Yeah, it, when because uh, when I was a kid, that was kind of used as like the booster seat. Uh, if you didn't have uh, something to sit on or you weren't tall enough, oh, just go get the, the Sears catalog or the JC Penny catalog and you sit on it. And, <laughs> and uh, that gets you boosted up.
2: Yeah. Now?
4: Now you're better. Yes. There you go. You'll grow, you'll get bigger someday. Just just enjoy being small. It's, you only get it for so long. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number. Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We'd love to hear them. Let's go to our first letter. It says, uh, hey, Tony, Harper, and Carol. My name is Bella. I am 12 years old, and I love your podcast. I have a ghost story to tell. I live in Colorado and have a cat named Chloe. My story starts at night. I love going downstairs in the middle of the night to watch TV. We have two TVs, one in the sunroom and one in the living room. I use the sunroom TV because it's not so close to my parents' room. I was in the room and I turned the TV on. That's when, I, in, that's when the living room TV turned on. The TVs are both different types. This freaked me out. I just turned the living room TV off. The next night, my cat was staring at one of my cubbies where I had made our cat bed for her. Our other cat, Louise, recently died of kidney disease. Chloe was staring at, growling at the cubby like she did when Luis was around. I told her, it's okay, nothing's there. So I picked her up, tried to put her in the cubby. She growled and hissed, then scratched me multiple times. I hyperventilated. I felt like I was about to faint. I was bleeding on my hands, legs, and arms. It was dripping down my leg. I told my mom that I needed medical assistance because she used to be a a laborer at a delivery nurse. She said to go back to bed, and I said, no, no, I do. Chloe scratched me to death. Many nights after, she still growled and stared at the same spot. Then after about a week of this, she stopped and started growling at her favorite pillow that she lay on. Again, I told her it was okay and nothing was there. Then she looked at me and back at the pillow and she ran out of the room. About one week after, I was playing games on my iPad when my door opened. I expected my dad to be there because he does this sometimes, but there was nothing. Both my parents were downstairs. I could have sworn I locked my door. I always do. Now I just see shadows flying past it in the corner of my eye and my cat lays in her cubby and on her pillow. I believe what she was growing at was Louise, my dead cat. What do you think? I love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Tell Harper that she's made me laugh when she's on your podcast on the weekend. I hope this makes it on the show. And if it does, it will be a dream come true. Thanks, Bella.
2: Well, I guess your dream came true. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: It's good to be um, um, Enthusiastic Modest (laughs) So maybe that's a trait We should work on a little bit Um, uh, So thoughts on her story
2: Well Never thought I hear a story On a dead cat (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, you, honestly, I don't know that we've had a lot on the shows that you've been on, but I've had a lot of dead cat stories. Um, and one of the most common things that I hear in dead cat stories is, you know, when the cats do their paw thing back and forth. Yes. Um, I have a dead cat story.
2: Oh yes, yeah. Scruff. Uh.
4: Well, no. Um. At Kitty. Um, oh, Kitty. I. Ha- I. After my cat Kitty died, she used to sleep on my bed when I was a kid. She died when I was about your age, and. Um, for years after that, I would wake up and I'd feel like the cat was doing that. My new cat Murphy wanted nothing to do with me. So I knew it wasn't Murphy. Um, but I, I, I sit up and I think, oh, at first I thought it was Murphy. Like, oh, she likes me. Nope. Look up. There's no cat there. And it was so weird. Sometimes I'd feel like the cat jumped up on the bed and was laying on the end of the bed. It's a very distinct feeling to have a pet jump up on the bed. You just, it's like, oh, okay, it's the pet. But I had it so many times and I never connected it to being paranormal until this show. And I don't know why. I guess I always just thought it was in my head. But then hearing so many other people who had a very similar experience, I look back and I think I had a ghost cat for a while, which is kind of neat. I have not slept in that bedroom. Oh, it's probably been at least 10 years. Um... Cause you girls sleep in my old bedroom when we visit grandma and grandpa. Yeah. So I'm always sleeping in a different bedroom, but I would go back and visit as an adult, at least a young adult in my twenties. And I would stay in that bedroom. And I remember, I remember feeling that then too. So I wonder if you ever feel a cat jump on the bed, grandma don't got no cats no more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she
2: should get a cat.
4: It's either uh, either a <laughs> raccoon broken or it's a ghost cat. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. So another story it says, hello, I've been binge listening to your podcast and it keeps reminding me of my past experiences. Here's another one of my experiences I felt like I should write you about. Three years ago, my husband and children and I moved from another city into my house out of the country. Many, many years ago, my husband's family once owned this house, but it was eventually sold to someone outside of the family. That was not the reason we bought the house. It was a perk. On moving day, we arrive at the house, open the garage door, and we see all these boxes of stuff from the previous family household. As we made our way into the house... You would find all this stuff, pictures, notes, furniture in the cabinets, garage, attic, outside, sheds, everywhere. It was overwhelming, to say the least, to not only move in, but to move the previous owner's stuff out. To our knowledge, the previous homeowner named Marie was an older woman and eventually died. I'm not sure if she died in the house or in a hospital. I'm guessing the adult children who lived out of state took whatever they could find that was valuable and left the rest. As I made my way through Marie's belongings, I'd find Very intimate things. Notes from her children, an ID card with her name and picture on it, her clothing. Just everything you could imagine. My mother-in-law, Marie's husband's dentures. Her husband's things were there, but from what I'd pieced together, he died first. I feel the need to note their stuff is still in the attic, garage, and sheds. It's just overwhelming, and I'm doing what I can as a full-time employee and mom I never got a weird feeling from the house. Energy feels great. However, I've experienced things that I just cannot explain. Right around 7 or 8 o'clock p.m., I start to see a mist. Usually walks the same path, starts in one end of the kitchen, and then makes its way through the kitchen to the master room. It becomes more active when it is just the kids and me. Usually when daddy is away. Seems residual. I've been in the master bedroom before with the door closed and I'll hear distinctive whistling from behind me. When I turn my head, nothing's there. As one experience that happened, that is a first for me. We had a guest who was coming to stay the weekend with us. That whole week prior, I was going through Marie's belongings and tossing what I did not need, keeping what I thought we could use and putting things in a sale pile. After purging a bunch of things, my husband went out to play disc golf at our local park. As I was in the kitchen cooking, I saw this most of and it was more defined it looked like a real person and you could see it was about five foot tall and had a perm-like hairstyle that was in a perfect circle-like shape Maria was noticeably a short woman and from the pictures i've seen had a perm-like hairstyle the defined mist made its way on the same path i always see starts at the end of our counter and makes its way to the bedroom normally when i see the mist it's a mist this was like a defined mist shadow There was another time I was outside. I was in the dark and I had to go check my car for something. As I'm looking, I'm getting this odd feeling. My inner alarm bells are going off, but I figured it was because of it being dark out in the middle of the country. I have my iPhone flashlight on and as I push down my trunk to my car and start to turn, I see this large white mass or mist. I certainly was afraid and I felt the need to run to my house. I told my husband and he goes, oh yeah, Vicky who used to live next door committed suicide. Was it Vicky or Marie? I don't know. Was it my imagination? Could be. I just know the energy was off and it caused me to have my alarm bells go off prior to seeing the mass or what I thought was a mass. I do continue to see the mist move to this day in our house, but I've not seen anything outside since. Whatever is in the house seems like it's on a schedule and is a non-threatening entity. I honestly believe if it is Marie, she likes me. I found Pyrex and antique collectibles in the house in her collection, and I've just rolled with it. I now have an antique theme in my kitchen. I'd like to think she appreciates me using her vision for the house since I have bought a whole Corel antique dinner set that matches her four piece Pyrex bowl set and have dishes displayed on the cabinet her husband made in his woodshop shed. I listen to your podcast, it reminds me of other experiences. I'll continue to write as uh, I remember. Tell Harper, she's so much fun, uh, such a fun personality and I joy enjoy her as your co-host. Thank you, you had like two compliments today. That was thank, nice.
2: Thank you everybody.
4: So what do you think about uh all of the stuff being in that house? I mean, how would you handle that if you got to the house and these person who died half of their stuff is still there? Out the trash you go. <laughs> <laughs> Would you keep? Some, I mean, if if some of it was usable though and in good shape, you know, like those bowls and stuff.
2: I'll keep the credit card.
4: <laughs> now that would be illegal. I
2: don't care. <laughs>
4: you keep the credit card, not the pyrex. Just the credit card, but the plastic is what you'd keep. Yeah.
2: What's the pyrex?
4: Those are. It's like a a set of bowls and stuff for the kitchen. They're good. They're good when you have them, and they they work well. But so she was trying to like use some of the former owner's stuff and incorporate it into her life in the, the house. But I, I will say this, it does sound like this is probably a residual entity. I don't know that uh the the former owner is really still there consciously, Marie wandering around um and, and doing things. my guess is it's it's like a loop. It's it's just playing over and over and over, and she's probably moved on to something else.
2: When I think in mist, I think of like the rain mist. Okay. Like, so I can't really tell if it's like fog mist or rain mist.
4: Well, here's, I mean, either way, when they talk about a mist, it's not like it's just like like a fog where it just covers the whole area. It would be like if you just took a little piece out of the fog and it just, more like smoke almost. You know how smoke is just kind of in one area? That's what it, it would be like.
2: Like taking a piece of the fog and then just spreading then it, it everywhere. And, and
4: then it taking the shape of something a woman yeah and, takes- and moving in that confined shape and then eventually just kind of dissipating out so that in itself would be rather bizarre to see floating through your house especially if you're not having a campfire in your living room
2: yeah i would move <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's not that easy kid Fixed sometimes the- you just got to figure out your ghostly situations
2: fix up the house out you go
4: Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to a caller. Hi, you're on the air.
5: Hello, Tony and Carol and Harper and whoever else you might have. I hope you guys are having a good day and better 2021 than we all did a 2020. I know that times are are rough and uh, yeah, I just wish you guys all of the best. I hope that things get better for everybody. Uh, I wanted to tell you a couple stories today about what I'm going through right now. Um, I just moved from Oregon to South Carolina to help my father in law through some difficult times. And uh, boy, his house. <laughs> it's really something. I've called him before. Um, you played one of my stories where i you know i thought maybe it was my dad that was always near me there's always a presence near me there's something that follows me around uh i made a comment about how um you know whatever it is also follows me into the shower so hopefully it's not um maybe i have a couple different things hovering around me um that's you know, never been more true at uh, whatever it was, definitely followed me to South Carolina, at least um, one of them did. And, and there's a few new new characters that are, are possibly dearly departed that have popped up in my life. Um, my father-in-law's soon to be ex-wife is a massive hoarder. Um, I've spent the majority of my time in south carolina helping him clean up the house helping him get the the house safe and in order and, and getting all the stuff out and you know, when we first got there there were things that would go bump in the night but we could attribute it attribute that to some something falling off the pile <laughs> um something someone kicking something across the floor um but as i started cleaning up the house and as it got less and less cluttered it was hard to attribute those noises Um, to something that could be explained away so easily, Uh, especially when they happen right in front of you. I have a room upstairs that is now my craft room. I make wreaths and signs and all kinds of fun stuff. And uh, around Christmas time, I was making my Christmas wreath, and I use the little plastic Christmas ornaments when I'm doing that. And one night I watched them pick up from the table, one by one, drop back down on the table, bounce a few times and roll off the table. Uh, That's obviously not something that I can attribute to a hoarder's nest. Um, We also, during Christmas time, had this big Mickey Mouse snow globe out on the table. Uh, It's like an electric snow globe. It blows snow up in the air and plays Christmas music. The only way to get it to turn on is to push the button. I know this because I sat there and jiggled it and moved it around and walked around in front of it and make sure there's no motion sensor or a way to trigger it by, you know, someone walking across the floor and vibrations like going up and, you know, just whatever. I tried everything. The only way to get this dang thing to turn on is to push the button. I'd be in the kitchen. Something would push the button. It would turn on. I'd walk into the living room. I'd push the button turn it back off, turn my back. And boom, it's back on. Finally, I just unplugged it. And when I unplugged it and turned around, I heard uh, like a hissing noise behind me. And I turned around, and it's blowing snow with the power completely off. No way that it should have been doing that. But there we were, and it was. Um, there were a few times where I'd be in either the upstairs or downstairs bathroom painting or cleaning or you know doing whatever. And... Uh, With the door wide open, I would see um, splashes of people walking by, but I was the only one home. Nobody should have been walking by the bathroom. Um, Once I I looked up while I was scrubbing the the bathtub and there was like a big black figure, like a figure, but with like a black figure, but with definition, like I can make out facial features, but everything was just black, just shadowy. as soon as I I noticed it and looked at it for two seconds, it was gone. Uh, Then in the downstairs bathroom painting, I saw a very clear figure of a woman walking by, uh, but she was clear enough that I could tell that her hair was blonde. She was wearing colorful clothing, um, but it was only, you know, a, a two second window where I saw her. I, it was so real. That I had to walk out of the bathroom and, and check all the doors and everything in the house to make sure that somebody didn't actually walk in, um, but nobody did. I hear you know whispers, voices. Um, one time I was cleaning uh, out a room upstairs, and my partner was with me, and we're just sitting there talking, and the closet door clicks open and swings wide open, and. Uh, you know, we're the only two people in the entire house. (laughs) So that was, uh, kind of the first thing that he, he got to experience. And uh, he's a skeptic, so he just brushes it away. You know, it's nothing to him. He just, something was, was wrong with the latch or something, but I feel differently. Um, nothing was wrong with the latch for the first two months. So why would something suddenly be wrong with the latch? Um, I've never felt like whatever was there was was malicious or or angry or was there to harm me in any way. Uh, It's just... um, I don't know what the word for it is. It's just... uh, I guess I'm comfortable just feeling like you're you're watched all the time. So I did try to stage the house and I splashed holy water everywhere and... just kind of seemed to make the activity ramp up more. I, I guess maybe I did it wrong, uh, which is always a possibility. I'm um, going to have to try that again soon, but I was okay with it not being super effective because, like I said, I never felt like it was there to harm me. Well, one night I was up in my room sleeping. I was the only one home. Uh, my partner and... My father-in-law were both at work. Uh, about two, anywhere from two to four uh, o'clock in the morning, I was jolted awake by by what I didn't know until I opened my eyes, and there was a woman the same reason, uh, same woman. I'm pretty sure that was uh, the one that was walking by the bathroom. Uh, We locked eyes for a minute, and I opened my mouth to say something, something along the lines of, of who are you or what do you want? Uh, But before I could get any words out of my mouth, she reached out to grab my leg. At the same time she reached out to grab my leg, the door opened, and my partner walked in. Um, The front door opened, and he walked in, and she disappeared. Uh, I know that this was not a dream because there was not a time from there, there was not a moment from the time that he opened the front door to the time he got into our room upstairs, uh, that I, you know, that I woke up again, uh, that I, you know, I was just, I was just awake. I was awake for the rest of the night. I was awake for the rest of the morning. Uh, so I know, I know that's something that really happened and it was the look on her face when she reached out to grab me. It did not seem like she was grabbing me with, um, was kind intent so I don't know what the deal with that was I don't know why you know everything had been kind of like playful if not a little obnoxious for a while and then turned to, to some kind of hostility. Uh, but that was the only time anything like that had ever happened uh, hopefully it stays that way um, but if it doesn't you'll be getting another call anyways that's my story for now I have a million more for you that I'll I'll call in another time um, I hope that you guys are having a good day. I hope that you have a better year, and I hope you stay spooky. Thank you for all that you do. Thoughts?
2: Who has holy water on hand? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I gotta give her credit for that. Some people do. Uh, particularly uh, a lot of Catholics do. I, I grew up around, my dad was Catholic. We didn't have holy water on hand, but I know, like, my neighbor did, and so, in in some some folks do, especially the older generation, it would have been something that you would have had around. So there you go. But uh, we could order some. I've seen it for sale on Amazon, which is kind of funny.
2: <laughs> remember, like on the Prime. Remember on Prime Day when we saw poop like a champion on Amazon.
4: What was that? It was a book or something, wasn't it? Or? it
2: was cereal. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. Look like. Seriously look at it.
4: No, I'm not gonna look it up right now. But okay. yeah. Okay. I do remember that. Yeah. Um, but I've been curious because sometimes it's like, I wonder if you can buy that on Amazon. And yeah, there's people that are trying to sell holy water on Amazon. Now and it looks like, you know, somebody put water in a bottle and slapped a label on it. <laughs> so I don't know how legit the holy water you buy on Amazon is. Because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that like to take advantage of folks. Uh, so, really, technically, anyone could just put some water in a bottle, slap a label, and say it's holy water. I, I also don't know how you would really test that either, unless you're going to you have a readily available possessed person that you can uh, kind of test that out on and see if it starts sizzling. Uh, but, yeah. 855 853 4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We would love to hear it. I think we have a uh, kid listener to our show on this call. Hi, let's hear it. Let's hear a ghost story.
6: Hi, this is Haley. and when I was little, I had a dream about, well, actually, it wasn't really a dream, um, but it was sort of like, I think it was a dream, but then again, if, like, what happens at the end of my story it makes it seem like it's real. So I was probably about, like, five or four, and I woke up, and I was on the top bunk on my bed, and I woke up to the sound of something hitting the bars on a bunk bed. And so, I wake up, and I see this tall person, all black, but with sort of orange or red eyes. And it was weird, because I was little. And so, it was just weird, and I didn't know anyone to do, but for some reason, I was so little, so it didn't really confuse me. I don't know why. So... For some reason it told me to go down to the bottom bunk. So I did that and I woke up the next morning and I was asleep on the bottom bunk. And so I went to my parents and asked them like, were you sleeping? Like, would you tell me to sleep in my bed last night? Because my parents had a history of, for some reason, they, before they went to bed, they would try to scare me sometimes. They would, like, shake my bed, but that was my parents. So I asked them, I was like, did you, by chance, do that? And they said, no. I asked both of them. They both said no. So that was really weird. Um, I had another story. So when I was about the same age... I had one of those bath time aerial dolls that could talk and it ran out of batteries so my dad took out the batteries and sometime at a random night night, it started just going off. It starts talking to Flounder because it was an aerial, this new aerial doll and it started talking to Flounder and I don't know why but it did. And I got freaked out, so I literally covered myself with the blanket because I thought it would protect me. And it was just weird. But that was my second story. You let me know what you think, and I would really like it if you guys put it on the show. So, thank you. This is Haley.
2: It feels so good to have a kid on the show.
4: <laughs> well, it's our kid-friendly episode, so... If you are a child or uh, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa got one that wants to share a, a story, we can uh, save those. And we can put them here on the uh, the weekend edition of uh, the show with heart. So thoughts on her story?
2: Well, it's definitely creepy. Oh, wait, you didn't bring the bumpkin, the bumpkin.
4: The bumpkin, the bunk bed bell. <laughs>
2: yeah. There you go. Yep.
4: Yeah. But what do you think about that? With the voice saying, go sleep down here, the the toy that started running without batteries in it?
2: Don't listen to ghosts!
4: (laughs) So lesson number one is, if a voice tells you to go somewhere that you can't identify where the voice is coming from, maybe don't follow it, or... No,
2: just straight up, do not do it!
4: Well, here's the thing. I've heard stories where uh, somebody's... In fact, Carol had this once. Uh, She was driving... And she heard a voice in her car suddenly tell her to to quickly turn uh, or stop. I think it was stop. Is and and she was like just driving along the road, and she didn't know what the hell it was, but it disturbed her. Like what the hell? She stops. Then she was like okay, starts going again a little bit later up the road. Big accident. Had she not heeded that ghostly voice that said stop she would have likely been up there. She thinks it might've been her dad um, when she thinks back on kind of the sound of the voice and all that um, who had passed away. So, I mean, it, it's one of those things. It's hard to say, do you listen to it? Do you not? Maybe there's a reason that the voice is telling you to move to the bottom bunk. Maybe something was, you know, maybe some sort of bug or spider was up there that was going to bite you. And that, you know, as long as you're not like always hearing voices, you know, that's good. But if it's just like, Out of the nowhere, it's like, where did this come from? It might be something that's trying to help you, not necessarily hurt you. Because here in the end, nothing happened. She just woke up in the bottom bunk. But maybe there was more more to it that she's unaware of.
2: Yeah, but it's creepy because middle of the night... Mm -hmm. Oh, creepy, yeah. Voice is telling you to go down to the bottom bunk. You don't know why. Yeah, You go down to the bottom bunk. Nothing happened.
4: Well, nothing happened she's aware of. I mean, like I said... Maybe there was something up there that could have been harmful to her. And there was some guardian spirit that said, go down to the bottom bunk. You know, who knows? I mean, that and she'd never know if there was or not. It was just, you know, trying not to scare her enough, but because I mean, if the voice said get to the bottom bunk, there's a poisonous spider that will bite you. If you don't, you're going to freak the hell out, you know, but if, if it's just go to the bottom bunk. Okay. I don't know why that won't hurt me, but I guess I will, you know, I don't know.
2: No, you never know if there's a demon that's trying to manifest you in the middle of the night
4: yeah that could be a possibility too so you got to consider all your options and make a wise choice <laughs> that is going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like our program, help us stay on the air, become an extra podcast person, sign up over at ghostpodcast.com or Patreon.com slash Real Ghost Stories. Five bucks a month gets you access to all of our bonus material, advanced episodes, and a whole heck of a lot more. Ebook, audio book, it's all there for you. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time for Harper, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.